son. <laughs> there it is. You know, <laughs> are you are you talking to me? <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a good one. Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson, and I'm Bob Galen, and we have a we have a good one uh, keyed up, queued up for you guys today. Fired up, Bob Galen. Well, no, I'm not that fired up, but it's you were fired up in the first couple minutes. In the first couple minutes, yeah. So it's a bad cop, bad cop episode. Yeah, that's a teaser, isn't it? We're it is. teasing. Wow, him. look at you. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're teasing you. It's bad cop, bad cop. So you just have to decide who's the better cop. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. All right. So uh, things that are coming up, where we're going to be, where you can see us, hear us, uh, things that we know are locked and loaded, Triagile here in the Triangle area in North Carolina. So in Raleigh, there's a Triagile conference, I think March, uh, mid-March or something. Uh, Josh and I are going to be there for that. Uh, we're, we're locked in for Vegas in June. Vegas in June. Uh, Agile Development Practices Better Software Conference in Vegas. Be there, be square. We're talking about the peanut butter and jelly. We are. Uh, so football and Agile. Yep. Uh, that That's a fun talk, so we should have some fun doing that. It is. Uh, we'll probably do some Metacast out there, I would imagine. Absolutely. It's just too good an opportunity. I have some QA conferences coming up. There's a QAI conference in Chicago that's a testing conference. I'm going to be there for a few days. I think in April, um, where else? Star East uh, is a – I'm keynoting, actually. Holy uh, crap. I've got a keynote at Star East in May, early May. Uh, haven't haven't put it together yet, but I'll be working on that. Uh, so here's a question on the listeners out there. Are there any places we aren't that you'd like to see us yet? Yeah. Oh, I like, I like that. Yeah. So let us know where to sort of uh, submit – I mean, I've submitted to uh, Mile High Denver or Mile High Agile Denver, uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, just haven't heard back. We did get rejected. We did. We did get rejected at the Scrum uh, Scrum Gathering, right? We did. I'm going anyway. Are you going? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. Ugh, those bastards. I know. I know. How could they say no to us? I mean, they, they were getting two for the price. They were getting a twofer. I know. They were getting a double load. I know. Oh, my God. Whatever that means. That's so concerning. <laughs> Whatever that means. Jeez, a double it's... load of agile delight. Oh, oh my. It's like, a, it's like a double, you know, double, like, cone of delight. Like a double stuffed Oreo cookie? Yeah. Twice oh. as nice? Oh, it could be twice as nice. Yeah. Oh, well. Such is life. Yeah, it is. That's uh, okay. That's okay. We're well, going to be other places and. Like we said, if there's anywhere that um, you'd like to see us come represent or be, we'd be happy to uh, put our names out there and try and come and Well, it's speak. not just that. If yeah. you have – I've done this in the past. If you're working for a company and you're having an Agile event, uh, you know, uh, you could invite us in for the Agile event. Yeah. Uh, so if you're having an internal conference, we've done that at Red Hat or I've mm-hmm. done that locally here at Red Hat. Yeah, I've done that at Red Hat. As they've invited us in. So if you have a local conference, a local users group – uh, we may not be able, you know, we have to negotiate costs and travel and time and things like that. But reach out. Let us know. We'd love to get out there. That's part of our marketing plan 
to get the word out. Again, global thermonuclear metacast domination, right? Whopper. That's our goal. Yep. That's our goal. So whatever we, whatever you can do, whatever we can do to help you uh, in your local environment, let us know. Yep. We'd be happy to help. So That's how we're here. The next question on everyone's mind, Josh, is how do they support us in this huge, big, hairy, audacious goal? Well, there's how, a there's a couple. Is there any way? There, there there are there are a couple ways. So share us, right? So tweet, retweet, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever your social media platform is. Oh, and I initially thought you were saying like I, I had to talk to Diane and get her to share me. Oh, you're talking about like like electronic sharing <laughs> yes oh yes I, so a- share our content anything you can reddit you name it we're happy to be there um so reddit wrote it scribe it go ahead yes um best place to contact us is on twitter so at meta hyphen cast all spelled out that's that's where um i'm most responsive you are very responsive. I read it. I read. I read it them. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't respond. So bad. I just don't respond. Oh my gosh! So also um, monetarily, right? If you want to help out, we're we're running a partner campaign through Patreon that's helping us get into more channels. I'm going through, and um, my goal over the next few weeks is to rearchitect all of our feeds behind the scenes and get them all in one spot so we can. Uh, shift around how we deliver content and, and and get it out there, and then also enter into the next realm, the next phase, video. Oh, that's right. We we do want to do video. Uh, we have to get that out, at least a video this year. Yes. Yep. Another thing I'm working on, a new copy of my product owner book. Uh, I was uh, up at 4 a.m. this morning, and I'm just, I'm just working my little fingers to the bone uh, and making good progress. I think I have almost a full book draft now. Maybe a week away. So, uh, if you have, if you want to provide stories, feedback for it, you want to ask, you want to be a reviewer, whatever. Just get in the. Now's the time to get in the game on product product ownership, Scrum product ownership. Can uh, I sign up just to heckle? You can sign up just to heckle. <laughs> I, would, I would like actually. It would be fair for you to contribute one story from here. So okay. I may I, I may talk to you about that. Okay. Cool. Anything else? No, visit our sponsor. So, as you've heard, Fluffy Radio is our first sponsor in the history of the Metacast. Yay, Fluffy. Thank so you, Fluffers. Support them. Go listen. Use yes. your Echo. Use your browser. Use whatever you want and listen to their top 40 radio free, high-quality live streaming service. Fluff on. Fluff on. Fluff off. <laughs> daniel Yes. So with that, we'll get to the episode. Yes. Uh, Bad cop, bad cop. Uh, And a little bit of Jeff Foxworthy thrown in. Hope you enjoy. (laughs) Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob, the Bob Meister, the Bobby Geonator, Galen. Yes. Welcome, everyone. Holy crap. What has happened? (laughs) I'm energized. Can you all tell? Uh, we have an. I think we have an energetic topic today, Josh. Oh, we do. I'm jazzed. Yes, yeah, so this is something we talked about last time. We couldn't use my office last time because it was in use. Oh, that's why I'm. Oh, I have. Yeah. Pent, it's. I'm, I've pent up the energy. That's yep, why. Yep, 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 yep. So we threw out this concept. We've done good cop, bad cop in the past, but now we're going to do bad cop, bad, bad cop. cop. The next generation of cops. <laughs> yeah. So the topic is um, stealing from Jeff Foxworthy. Um, when you know you're a redneck if, or you might be a redneck if, 
we're going with you might not be ready for agile if if you right. might you might not the emphasis here is on the not <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen so yeah this was a conversation that started of there's times when agile isn't the right answer or a company's not ready for agile right and how do we talk through that what are the scenarios what are the symptoms what okay. are the patterns that are out there that when you and i go in somewhere and we say listen they sh- you should not go agile what are the key things that do that? So can I tee one up? Fire away. Just to get our juices flowing? Yeah. So you might not be ready for Agile if you're filling out timesheets and you're measuring bathroom breaks per person per day. Would so, you buy that? So if you've got a Microsoft project plan with a giant Gantt chart that measures hours of productivity per engineer. Per engineer? Per bathroom break? Per right. millisecond? Yeah. So micromanaging. By can by, we go that broad? By chart, but but I'm even saying like the you know the hour things. Usually those timesheets get rolled up into the accountants, get rolled up into cost accounting. Right, right, right. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get, get rolled up into sort of like software investment accounting. You might. I would argue you're not thinking of it as an investment at that point. Yeah. You're thinking of it as an expense you're trying to manage. And you're and you're and you're tracking right. Right. So you might not be ready for Agile if you use the word tracking. Uh, like I track those pesky engineers or <laughs> I track those, you know, I track that bear into the woods. Would you buy that? Like, yeah. like tracking, I mean, I, you can use the word, but if you're tracking things all the time, mm-hmm. uh, you might not ready, be ready to go Agile. Uh, and again, what Josh was saying is, I think I think pay me the way it would surface is timesheets, uh, spreadsheets, uh, Microsoft project plans, and really tracking hours. Uh, an extension of this, you might not be ready for agile if you use the terminology. We're off. Uh, we're off schedule. We have to get back on schedule. Would you buy that, Josh? Mm-hmm. Uh, that terminal. Uh, well, give me a. We're off plan, right? We're yeah, off. So tra- we're so, off track. So I think about some of the most painful hours of my life. Many jobs ago, I had a, I had a boss that came from one of the big five accounting firms as a consultant and a project manager. And every Friday, we would go through the project plan, and adjust hours and allocations of people based on what happened that week. Uh-huh. So we were doing all of that yeah. stuff, and those were. Those were soul-draining moments of my life that shaped me and said, I will never do that because that is such a colossal waste of time to try and yeah, micromanage but you, every... But you could calculate how much of your soul had gotten sucked up to like... All of it. To like two decimal places, right? <laughs> yes. Like each week. Yes. Like we lost 4.33 percentages right. of your soul this And week. where are we going to get that back? Oh, you got to get it back. Right. right? You got to, you got to fight for it. You got to, you got to make it up yep. because our soul is, our soul is below optimum usage. Yes. So uh, you're probably not ready. And again, Metacasters, we're not necessarily saying this is bad stuff. Right. You, you can. I mean, there's ways to manage all kinds of things, right? We have a new president coming in who's going to be managing the company in different ways. Uh, I'm struggling with. I'm a little concerned, but you know what? I'm open. Hey, there's different ways to slice to slice an onion. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we're but we do know how agile slices those onions. Right. How about this one? And you got to you got to you got to tee up some. Uh, you may not be ready for Agile if you use the term resources Ooh, to refer yeah, to people yeah. 
and you slice those resources in a spreadsheet or a project plan and you split them by percentages. Like, I'm going to take that pesky tester, Alice, and spread her across three, no, five, no, eight scrum teams. I remember a story of somebody that used to do that. I did do that. I admit it. Hey, I came out. I came out and I apologized, didn't I? And you were here and I looked looked honestly sad. Just like I was in that project playing the Gantt thing. I I mean, I used to hunt and kill little animals. And when when I was young, I was a hunter. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't do that now. I wouldn't do that now. Uh, And I would not. (laughs) I would not. I don't look at people as resources. Mm -hmm. Desks are resources. Tables are resources. Walls are resources. Lights, lamps, PCs. Uh Uh, They're fungible. There's that notion of fungibility. And that there's a potential to evenly split somebody. And have it be 100%. Oh, but that's what the spreadsheet says. Right. Right? The spreadsheet says I can split I can split Josh. I can spread you across 10 scrum teams. At 10%. 10% yeah. And every one of them is going to get an equal 10 percentage of your brilliance of whatever you bring <laughs> to the table. They're going to get an equal slice of the Josh, the Josh and Nader brilliance, right? And the reality – well, that's not. So if you do that sort of stuff, you may want to reconsider going agile. Yes. Right. What else, Josh? What you so mean? you stole my resources thing. Did that I? Was queued up. Was it? Yeah. Oh damn! I'm Man. sorry. I'm do- I'm sorry. So, uh, leadership. Oh, you, you right. and I have been doing this way too long. You've got to you know have that because I was there. Backing. I was there with you. No, but you got to phrase it like the Foxworthy thing. Um, you might not be ready for agile if you have no leadership in place that supports that move. Well, that's okay. Well, that's very that's very sort of vanilla fudge, right? What? It was like be more specific. Okay, so like I, you might not be ready for agile if your leaders do this. Okay, so the thing that I've seen as a consistent trend for successful transformations could be agile, could be just we're transforming how we operate, we're transforming our culture. Is you have to have support. From the troops doing the work, they have to believe in it, so they have to want to go agile. And the executives, whoever your sponsor is, whoever's at the top, whoever people are going to run and complain to, also believes you should go agile. So you might not be ready. Let's hold the team off, so we need to come back to that team. You just dropped two. Right. Come back. You might not be ready for agile if, what, you don't have a stakeholder, executive stakeholder. Right. That is not going to back down when... Folks complain, right? Because going agile is hard. So if you don't have an executive leader or a leader to champion right. with a backbone. Uh, yes, a backbone is important. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so okay. Yeah. So you might not be ready for agile if your leadership likes to solve all the problems. Yes. You might not be ready for leadership if or agile if your leadership team doesn't team and individuals don't trust the teams. Right. And then it goes back to the backbone, right? So you have to have the backbone to trust. You have the backbone to stay the course and say, yes, I know the shift there or the ocean is rocky right now. Right. And there's big, scary waves coming at you and change is hard, but this is the right move for us. We are committed to it. We're going to make it happen. I'm behind whoever's making the transition happen. Stay the course. 
you may not be ready for Agile if your leaders aren't willing to take personal risk, which is what you said. Staying the course, to me, resonated with me. Right. It's easy to say we're going Agile. Yeah. What's, Everybody does it. What's really hard is staying the freaking course when the going gets tough. Right. And the going always gets tough. Yes. Right? Agile is hard. And the leader is the one that has to stay the course. And and it's risky. You have to take some personal risk because mm-hmm. it's really easy to revert. Right. Cool. What else? And there's so many pressures to revert, right? There's so many because you're changing fundamentally how people operate, how people interact with each other. And folks that likely haven't done or operated that way for such a long time, you're asking them to do things differently. And as humans, that's hard. I was I was having a coaching conversation with a client today, and uh, we were talking about leadership training. And uh, I was trying to sell them on it because they need it, not mm-hmm. because I want to sell it. But they have some leaders who have really good agile jobs. But the point I was making is, like, they have to attend the training as well. Mm-hmm. Because they're living in the real world. And, and it, it's almost a case where no matter how agile you are, it's very different when you're in the real world handling real world pressures. The board is beating you about the head. You know this, mm-hmm. et cetera. And it's really easy to revert. It's, no matter how experienced you are, how good you are, it's really easy to revert. And you have to have that backbone to resist that. Now, you have that, but right. you learn that over freaking years. It right. takes years and years and years of seeing, you know, of experience, et cetera, to even to gain that. But you're still dealing with that pressure, and mm-hmm. there's still the reversion. It's still, I mean, it, it's still an opportunity to revert. Right, and and there's always these micro arguments of, hey, let, let's let's start tweaking it, right? So so things that get hard within little things. So we've been doing Agile for a couple of years here. But there's things that are hard, or there's a new team, or there's new ideas or new thoughts that, that start eroding at it. Right, so fostering the innovation that needs to happen, but also not letting it erode the essence of what it is and who we are in our culture. Yep, yep. You might not be ready for agile if your teams aren't open-minded, or if your teams can't try new things, uh, or if your teams can't experiment. Uh, and I'm putting some burden on the team. Um, I remember years ago, I think I may have talked about this this case in Omedicast probably a long time ago, um, but there was someone, I worked with an engineer, and we would do planning poker, mm-hmm. and he could never, ever say the truth because he was always like, they won't, they won't, they won't let me do it. Right. And I'm like, dude, I'm them, and I'm, I'm asking you to, like, tell me what's, you know, when you say five points, I want you to say it not because you think I want to hear five points, but because that's, because it's what you think. Right. Right. I'm paying you to think, uh, and that's what I want. But he could never, after years, he could never, ever divorce himself from the fear of them. And so baggage. So so that's what I'm saying. Baggage, you, you need, you know, you may not be ready for Agile if your teams can't release some of their baggage. And I think you have to be, like... So we're, we're a very advanced Agile shop. We do Agile kind of the way it's meant to be. We hire Agile-focused people, Agile-centric people that think like that. But everyone comes with baggage of they've they've been burned or they have a bad experience or something. No so matter how good they are. Even right. here, we have to get them to shed that baggage and say, listen, that's not us. I get that's how it was before, but we're different. That's not who we are. So we have to go through this process with everybody that's new of shedding that baggage, right? So accept that everybody has baggage because they have a history yep. of how they got here. And that baggage is 
probably a reason why they want to be at yep. or why why yep. they want to come work here because yep. they see that we are leading in that. But yep. you have those habits and those histories of operating a certain yeah, way. You have, to, gotta, you have to work over. You've got to work through that. And the thing that we're working through now is getting the rest of the organization to be patient and help others shed that baggage as opposed to thinking, okay, they come in and hear their dudes and that's how it is. Now they think how we think on yep. day two. Yeah. And that just doesn't happen. No. You may not be ready for Agile if you think it's another methodology. Or you may not be ready for Agile if you think it's just a technology play for those pest, those geeky those geeky developers. If you think it's going to help products be delivered faster. So that's been one of the more common things is Agile helps us build product faster. So if, you, if you're a leader or a, a part of the organizational landscape fabric, so you may not be ready for it if you think it's a speed play right. or a fast play. What it does is it helps you build the right things in the right order and get you higher value products sooner. It doesn't make people type faster. It doesn't make architectures get built faster. It doesn't do any of that. What it does is it focuses on building the most important things first. So you get higher value more often and sooner. You may not be agile and chime in if I'm dominating, so don't let me. I'm used to it. It's I okay. know. I know you are. 106 episodes. I don't, you know, it's just so you may not be agile. I'm just going right through it, babe. <laughs> uh, if you think as a leader, if you think you solve problems with org structures, mm-hmm. like setting up teams, like, like your sole responsibility or one of your key contributions is you are the wizard of the org structure or you the wizard of what's a good team or how do I put people on teams? And I'm the only one that does that. So I don't ask teams. Right. So if you think that you are the only person that can pull structures together, you're, you're probably not ready for agile. Um, now you play a part in that, but, but you have to, you have to vet it with teams. You right. Know. And that again, gets back to letting go and trusting people, understanding yeah. the value they bring to the table. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to throw a controversial one out here. That's been, that started the Metacast a long time ago, like our first debate. So I'm going to say you might not be ready for agile. Oh, oh I'm waiting. If you're unwilling to put the right tools in place. Oh, what was that? What? I think I just shuddered. <laughs> I think I think I had like sphincteritis there. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, all right. Uh, you might not be ready for Agile if you... So by tools, what I mean is continuous integration builds those things that are needed to help support the team to turn things around quickly. Okay. To get the feedback fast. Not, so the right not JIRA or some management tool. So there's some fundamental yeah. tools that you're talking oh, t- oh, Test automation. Could I put that right. there? Yeah, yeah, automation yeah, frameworks. Yeah. The ability to get feedback. Right. If you're not willing to invest in those things, if you're not going to invest in CI or automation, you're going to make it really hard for the teams to get the feedback they need in a timely manner. Well, even extend it. If you're not willing to listen to the team's right. advice as to what tools to get right. for those tools, and you pick instead of letting the team, it goes back to the org structure thing. Right. Right. You pick the org. I'm the manager. I'll pick the org structure. Stop doing that in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pick the tools. We're going to go safe. Right. Right. And we're going to pick rally and we're going to do this. No, no, that, 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 that with your team. Right. Okay. Um, you might not be ready for agile if you lead with tools or you lead with 
thing. Like, so it's about problems are solved with tools. If you have that mindset, I don't know if, you, if you're ready for Agile. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing we do, uh, day one, we read Josh and Bob's book. Right. We listen to, no, day one, we listen to 106 Metacasts. Right. So, day two, we buy all the tools we need. Right. And we decide. So it's those companies that want to go Agile, so they send five people to Scrum Master training. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. And then, and then they come back, and then, the, and that's and now we're now we're agile. So it's you, you may not be ready for it if you're trivializing, sort of the investment or the focus. Uh, it's about the people. So it's flipping around, what we're, what we're really saying is it's a people play. Mm-hmm. It's not a spreadsheet play. It's not a tool play. Spreadsheets matter. Tools matter. They help if they are intelligently applied. Okay, so here's one. You might not be ready for agile. If you're not willing to invest in a coach, uh, either third party or first party, right? Someone that's been there, done that. So don't so don't go the route of we're going to send four people to Scrum Master training, and they're going to shepherd us there, having never done a transition, having having never actually done agile. So well, if you're right, not willing to invest in it and 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 blow serious money, and I'm not saying that uh, because of my role. Uh, you know, there's so many people that cheapen it. They they negotiate down for a coach. Uh, is it sixty bucks an hour? Is it seventy bucks an hour? If you are negotiating down, you know, someone who says they're an agile coach, you are not getting an agile coach. You're just getting someone who claims to be that. Mm-hmm. So you don't cheap it. You you get an agile coach. You pay for an agile coach, not exorbitant, but you pay market rate right. for yeah. for a good one. And then I'm saying you may not be ready for agile. If you're not willing to listen to the agile coach, what could I add that? Yeah, right. I mean, meaning not blindly, but damn it, if you if you're out there paying money, for, and I, I've seen this, I was seeing some sorry agile coaches the other day. They were looking sad, and they were thrown into an organization, and the organization paid an exorbitant amount of money for these agile coaches, uh, and they allowed them to sort of operate at a team level, but at a leadership level. No one paid it. They marginalized the coaches. The, the coaches were talking to leaders, and the leaders weren't listening. They didn't like what they heard for metrics. They didn't like what they heard for tooling. Mm-hmm. They didn't like what they heard about velocity measures or timesheets. Uh, and so they just ignored it, and those coaches got burned out. And I, I would argue, you know, argue that they wasted their money. So, so you hit on this a little bit earlier of um, you might not be ready for Agile if, if it is just a software play. If it is just something we're doing for the software engineering, if you can do it right, it will affect the whole organization because you're shipping software on a consistent, fast-paced manner that must be consumed and delivered by support, by sales, by marketing, by training. Everybody has to get on that same pace, that same cadence, that same understanding of how it works and how things change. If you don't look at it that way, I mean, flip it around. If you do, it's an over time. To me, agile done well, lean done well, transformation done well, continuous improvement, it's not a technology-only play. It's an organizational play mm-hmm. where everyone starts challenging. Your customer support folks should be looking at, like, the, the flow of calls, the prioritization of issues as they come in, the intimacy they have. Instead of logging a JIRA, do they get up and walk over to an engineer? And, and or do they have the ability to walk to someone and say, here, let me show you something. This is the 18th time I've heard this call today. Right. Let, me, yeah. let me walk you through this from a lean perspective so that you get that sort of you're, – you're removing process. You're optimizing the flow. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's almost not worth doing 
uh, I, I don't believe I'm going to. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't know if it's worth doing. Yeah, I can agree with If this. it's just a technology thing, yeah. and you're hitting like these silo walls outside right, yourself, because it creates this tension and frustration that actually makes things worse. Yeah, it's it's like it's terrible. I mean, you may be optimized. I mean, here at the two, Josh. You fail if you optimize in technology, mm-hmm. but then, then there's software sitting around in the hallways waiting for someone to pick it up. Exactly. Right? Or you're not getting feedback or there's no transparency, et cetera, or no trust. Right. Right? Cross-organization cross trust or you're not getting the right problems. You know, you're like building software, but you're not listening to the customer feedback or the board-level feedback you're getting. I mm-hmm. mean, you have to listen to that. Yep. All right, let's get back to Jeff Foxworthy. Come on, I'm, I'm getting off. I'm, 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 I'm no, you were, you were. Holy cow! Holy cow! Jeez, we we're in a we're in a band room here, and Josh <laughs> just hit the symbols, Metacasters. <laughs> so Sorry about so that. I will. I will t- I'm moving those symbols away from him. <laughs> There we go. Uh, <laughs> he can't touch them anymore. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so you may not be ready for Agile if you think it's just about the teams, uh, meaning you have you have no personal like sort of stake in it. Uh, this could be a leader, but this could mm-hmm. be also like a management level. So I'm thinking of leaders and managers. Uh, if you think it's just a team play, or if you it's a downward play as opposed to you. Uh, the counterpoint to it would be you're ready for Agile if you're really inquisitive about it. Mm-hmm. If you're a leader and you haven't just read an HBR article or <laughs> something on the plane from California to the East Coast, but you, you have some deep knowledge. You've had some dinners with some colleagues who are really using it, and, you, and you've deep-dived into what are you doing? What are you seeing? What did you not do? So you're, you're inquisitive. Um, you may not be ready for Agile if uh, you think it's a silver bullet? Oh yeah, and it's for everything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm actually talking some clients away. God, I can't believe I'm I'm saying these things that are sort of hard for me to say. But I'm talking some clients away from. There's certain contexts, like there's there's one client who has a context where they're doing statement of uh, uh, SOW based work. Mm-hmm. Which is fixed scope, fi- like like fixed a, cl- a customer. Classic iron triangle. You, well, the the customer is paying them for a specific set of changes to their application or to an application. Uh, so the client has fixed scope and fixed dates in mind, but they're trying to sprint it, and they're mm-hmm. trying to overly, and they're trying to emerge it, and the clients are not buying that emergence and. I'm not. T- I'm not taking them totally away from Agile, but we're talking about like maybe doing a, a pretty detailed release plan. Mm-hmm. We're talking about milestones, traditional techniques, uh, being Agile on the inside, right? Right. Like sprinting is good. D- demos are good. Feedback is good. So doing things like that, but from an overall project perspective, you may want to plan that stuff. You may mm-hmm. want to take a look at, you know, how many sprints because the customer is not going to be. T- you have a contract. You actually signed a contract. <laughs> With penalty clauses, right, yeah. and and you know the we'll figure it out when we get there is not the the lawyers aren't going to accept that, so um, you you may not be ready if you if you want to attack agile on everything, right? Uh, what do you think? So it gets back to investing and figuring out what it is. Yeah, right. Listening to podcasts like the Metacast would well, be a good one, and maybe. having flexibility, yeah. right? It's not, a, right. It's, but it, but really. Not not seeing it as that silver bullet and really investing in understanding what it is and if it's right for you, right, of having the discussions with companies that you think are agile and understanding 
challenges they've had, what it took, the missteps they made, right? Just honest due diligence on should we do this or not. Well, and you should. But the point is the percentage is what I'm more pro. I think Agile can be applied to most organizations. Is it a 100% play? I would argue that's something you want to intelligently look at. These are Agile – these are solid Agile project targets for us or or product targets for us. And you know what? These aren't. Mm -hmm. And then just figuring out how do you apply that and listening to your team, et cetera. Right. What else? You might not be ready for Agile if – I don't know, Bob. What do you think? I feel like we can't. We haven't covered everything, have we? We've said a lot. You might not be ready for Agile if you think you'll be done. Would you buy that? Yeah, I mean that was that's kind of just a software thing, right? Like software is never done. Yeah, but people think they're done. I mean, I've seen so many Agile transformations. You've seen it as well. Yeah. Come on. Someone has a project plan for the Agile transformation. No, no, they do. They do. They have a project plan. We're going to be done with Agile on January 31st. You know, it, yeah, it, okay. They I get, can buy that, yeah. Right? There's, so, 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 so it's not – so, again, that, that gets back to what we talked about before, about not fully investing and figuring out what it is. Yeah. Not buying that it's continuous improvement. It's continue. You're never done. You're never going to be done. It's it's the wrong answer. Uh, not you're not might not be ready for agile if you think velocity is the sole metric of of what of your performance or that's what you're going to focus on. Uh, you might not be ready for agile if you're going to micromanage the tasks in a sprint um, and not realize that the corollary is looking for outcomes from a sprint. And understanding the outcome. So I got – so one of my most frustrating moments throughout my career has been when folks say we're agile so we can change everything last minute, right? And that's like it's okay, right? It's not a healthy practice to do that. Can it support it? Yes. Is it a healthy thing to do? No. So people get this this theory that we can just change our mind whenever, right? And it's going to – it's that 10% split, right? It's, there's no context switching costs. There's no backlog refinement costs. There's no backlog readiness costs. There's no just understanding the market cost. All those things of thinking agile means you can just go willy-nilly. So there's discipline. Yeah. So you might not be ready for agile if you think that it allows for chaos mm-hmm. because it's not. It's a discipline play from my point of view than it is a chaotic do whatever the hell you want right now play. Would you buy that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where folks say, well, it's agile, so we can, you know. We can do we can figure that out. Yeah, we can change we can change it. Right. And that would be at a team level, that would be at a leadership level as well. Looking at it as a get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're agile. Right. I hear that swung around just right, just like a get out of jail free, like, well, we can do whatever we want. It's agile, you know. I can change product direction. I can change you know, we can shrink our team, we can double our team, we can do we're agile, right? We can support any amount of change and support it well. You might not be ready for agile. If you think that you can fire all the testers after you go agile or you can fire the BAs or you can get rid of other skills. So I can fire testers and hire developers. Um, And what I'm getting at is I think agile thinking is a cross-functional – I'm not suggesting, you know, magic ratios. But, you know, I want teams that have a broad, rich, deep set of skills 
in order to come and build software, if there are software teams, to build the software. And I think I, I don't think marginalization. So you may not be ready for Agile if you're marginalizing, if you like marginalizing roles. Mm -hmm. Or if you think the developer, you know, developers are the only thing I need. If you're, if you're incredibly developer-centric, uh, that's, that would be another, then, then that's the wrong thinking. There's this notion of set estets, software developers in test or engineers in test or mm -hmm. whatever. And the reality often is ju you're just getting rid of testers and I'm not pro or con. I mean, I'm a developer. I'm pro team. I'm pro. I'm pro diversity, and that's and, and what you're doing is you're sort of creating a narrow team as opposed to a broader team. Right. And I just want diversity. So that's so. I agree. Yeah. So so narrow teams, lack of diversity. You may not be if that's the way you view the world. God, you know, God bless you. Go do that. But I don't think you're ready for agile. Mm -hmm. What else? Anything else? Did we beat? I I feel like we did this. Did we do this okay? I think we did. All right. Well, then, amen, brother. <laughs> amen. So don't – and in all seriousness, I, Josh and I were, you know, being opinionated, you know, bad cop, bad cop. Hopefully we, you know, came off bad copying enough. But the point is we're I'm, – I'm, I think you're being – we're being serious. Don't. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's too painful. Yeah, it's you're going to get hard on yourself. You're going to be hard on yourself. Uh, it's do whatever the hell you're doing now. Uh, and if you're failing now, then continue to fail. Or if you're doing this waterfall crap where you're working 80-hour weeks, 90-hour, then continue to do that. Agile's not for the faint of heart. Agile's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. It requires, you know, testicular fortitude. It requires uh, investment. It requires uh, commitment, like we were talking about. I'm sorry, Josh. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> No, but it, I, I just just so don't don't fake it. Right. Yeah. Uh, this metacast is you know, like about not just don't fake it. Don't mail it in. Uh, it's the it is the best way to build. I've been building software for over thirty years, thirty five years. It is absolutely the best way to build software. But it requires it requires fortitude. They built software that long ago. Yeah. Don't don't even don't you don't even want me to start talking about like paper tape inputs and stuff and weird things. Yeah, I've heard about your cards that yes, fell. yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so we'll get away from that painful subject. Please, just just the history. Yeah. I'm, I'm a di we've already I've already claimed to be a dinosaur for God's sakes, right on the Medicare. It's so been verified, it, and it has been it the ha uh, Museum have, of Natural History. I, has, there are fossils. There are popular <laughs> fossils that have been found in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> All right, so we, I think we've covered this we thing. Did, yeah. So uh, Medicare, just appreciate it. Uh, Pass the word. Uh, don't do Agile frivolously. Uh, do it well-intentioned. And hopefully yes. this gave you some ideas around being seriously Agile. Yes. So I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Wait, hold it, hold on, oh, hold on. Hold, hold, hold. From, from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs>